Ridiculous. Welcome to Ridiculous, an extensive look into the world of Harry Potter. I'm Samantha. And I'm Robin, and we're di diving deeper into the world we love. Hey everybody, so today we are going to talk about the Hogwarts ghosts. Yeah, and, the, <laughs> and there's, a lot, there's a lot more ghosts than just the, um, just the four house ghosts. Unless your last name is Ravenclaw. Unless you have more about her in the Bloody Baron. Huh? No, no, no. I mean, there are like a lot of ghosts at Hogwarts. Oh! Other than just the main four house ghosts. <laughs> Did I not say that correctly? I don't know what's wrong with me. You said it fine. Okay. So, I'm going to take... I'm going to interrupt Harry Potter for just a minute. For all you women out there children, girls that are listening to this podcast and adult girls, ladies when you have a child you lose your brain it's not, not fun it's not fun you'll get it back eventually I don't believe that <laughs> bringing a child into this world is an awesome thing cannot go by what Samantha's going through right now Okay, that's our public service announcement yep. for today Okay. Yeah. Moving along. Okay. <laughs> so, you go ahead. You. Oh, all right. Man. So I just wanted to go. Um, I just wanted to name, because we're gonna go. We're gonna do the house ghost, but I just wanted to name some of the ghosts. Um, before we get into that. Uh, Professor Benz and his first name is Cuth Cuthbert. What yeah. the hell kind of name is that? Uh, his mom hated him. Apparently. <laughs> So anyway, he is the uh, history professor, history of magic professor, and he died in his sleep in front of the staff room fire and simply got up the next morning to teach and he left his body behind. And we had talked about him earlier in one of the podcasts as to how, how he graded his papers. Yeah, that's true. Because he has them turn in papers. Yeah. And he a ghost. Press McGonagall does it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... Everybody's favorite Modi Mur uh, Modi Myrtle is also a ghost. Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. She sounds like a politician. She really does. I mean... Well, because her name Elizabeth Warren. Hello. <laughs> That's just, like, freaky. That's just really, yeah. really, really weird. Well, anyway, obviously, uh, she's Modi Myrtle for because she's not happy. I mean, she's... I think she's happy being not happy. Yeah. I think it makes her happy to be miserable. Yeah, she's one of those people. You know? I wonder if she was... I, I would assume she was like that in life, too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. She loved to complain. Oh, yeah. Oh, I lost my... She's me. Lost my thing. So she was killed by um, Voldemort or Tom Riddle uh, when he opened the secret, uh, Chamber of Secrets and yeah. the Basilisk was released. Um, so that's really the, all that they have. Um, as ghosts that weren't part of the houses. But then there's Peds. And he is listed on Pottermore as a ghost. Um, but I'm going to go with um, the Super Carlin brothers. Yeah. Um, and their theory is he was created by the castle. Yeah, I like that. He's a poltergeist and not technically a, a ghost. That's why he's more of a nuisance and why he can actually pick stuff up and, like, throw it. Yep. 
and cause uh, damage not only to the school but to Man. the students and yeah. the teachers. Um, so he. Uh, Haley thought it was funny. She laughed. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I just I, I think if you have not if you don't know who the Super Carlin Brothers are, they're on they have a YouTube channel. Look up that particular um, video on Peeves because they go into detail um, on how he was created uh, due to the uh, magic of the school. So those are the ghosts that are listed on Pottermore that are not in the houses. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to go into what a ghost was. Um, there's like a whole article on this on Pottermore. It's pretty cool. Um, so it says, what are ghosts? In the world of Harry Potter, a ghost is the transparent, three-dimensional imprint of a deceased witch or wizard, which continues to exist in the mortal world. Muggles cannot come back as ghosts, and the wisest witches and wizards choose not to. It is those with unfinished business, whether in the form of fear, guilt, regrets, or over-attachment to the material world, who refuse to move on to the next dimension. So, basically, all of these ghosts need a therapist. You need ghostly therapist. Alright, so we're going to start with uh, Nearly Had the Snick. His full name is Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington. He is the Gryffindor house ghost. His skills are providing directions around Hogwarts um, to first year students. And just students in general, but I can't imagine why a seventh year would need directions. <laughs> but, if they're like me, they would. Neville. Neville would yeah, be that seventh year. Yeah, yeah, he would that, yeah. yeah. Um, so his hobbies are reenacting his botched beheading. Uh, he died on October 31st, 1492. He was incompletely beheaded, and they hit him. The uh, axeman whacked him 45 times. Okay so, the here, okay, so here's my question. Mm -hmm. How... Incompetent can you be that you can't kill somebody or you can't cut somebody's head off? Yeah. In less, how many times? 45? 45. 45 swings. Yeah. yeah. Now, I could probably cut my foot off mm -hmm. or my leg mm -hmm. or my hand chopping firewood. <laughs> right. Because I'm that clumsy. Me too. But I could do it in less than 45 swings. Yeah. I, I really could. Yeah. So I'm just I don't I don't get it. I mean I get I mean it makes a good story and obviously it makes he's a good house ghost. I get it, but come on, really. So there's two two things to that. It does say a blunt axe. Second, I'll bet that's just me. I know. It's just it? you're gonna kill somebody with blunt axe. Well, you know, this is just pure meanness. Yeah. So so the other thing to that is that there's a song. And I think it explains it. So I'll, oh, I'll get there. good. And no, I'm not singing it. Um, so half an inch of skin and sinew hold his head to the rest of his body. Um, he's desperate to join the headless hunt, but they wouldn't accept him because he is not completely decapitated. And as Nick likes to call the leader of the headless hunt, the, uh, what do you call him? Sir, properly decapitated can't either. <laughs> so properly decapitated something or other. Um, so Nick is pearly white and slightly transparent. He has long curly hair. He wears a ruff, 
um, which makes his partially severed head stay in place. He wears tights, breeches, a doublet, or sometimes a tunic, and he likes his extravagantly plumed hats. He has a small mustache and goatee, and he carries himself in a prim fashion and speaks in an airy, delicate tone. Um, so he was originally born in the 15th century to a family of nobles in the British Isles. He attended Hogwarts and was sorted into Gryffindor. And Nick was a less accomplished wizard than he believed. Okay. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Okay. So, I was never taught to read Roman numerals. So, is this Henry the... Which Henry is this? King... Henry the... What is it? Right here. King Henry. Is that eight? Five, six, seven. <laughs> they never taught me to read Roman numerals. My school was great. Um, so, he was a... He was at the... The court of King Henry the Seventh, who also knighted him, um, so he attempted to fix a lady in waiting. Um, her teeth, Lady Greaves, um, she had crooked teeth, so he tried to fix them, like transfigure them, but instead he made her grow a tusk. So, nearly headless Nick is always helping his Gryffindor students, and then um, I forgot my book, but basically when Harry comes in in Chamber of Secrets and he gets mud on the floor, and Filch. Um, is ready to like put him in dungeons. Flay him. Yeah, flay yeah, him. Flay yeah. Him. Yep. Um, Nick recruits Peeves to go up and drop yeah. the vanishing cabinet. That, above. that was awesome. Yeah. When he did yeah. that, he was like, "Oh, you better get out of here." Nick's I like, mean, first of all, he saved him. Yeah. From uh, Filch, Filch finding him. Yeah. He was like, "Filch is in a bad mood because he's got a cold." Yeah. Yes. And, it, and then he got he got grabbed, and then Nick was like, "I'll, I'll fix him." Yeah. Looks like, good. I got your back, buddy. Yeah. All right. Um, so during the 1992 school year, or the trio's second year, Nick celebrated his 500th death day party, and that was taken over by the headless hunt, which ticked him off. Um, during the same year, poor Nick just had a rough year in 92. That was just a bad year for him. Uh, he was petrified by the basilisk. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Uh, Justin Fletch Justin Fletch Fletch Fletchley yes. saw him saw the basilisk through Nick. That's yep. right. Yep. Um. So this is so sad to me. So Nick chose to live on as a ghost because he feared death. Because remember when Harry went to talk to Nick about Sirius becoming a ghost, and Nick's like, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This is one of the like facts about the book, and more more about J.K. writing the book than about Nick himself, but. Uh, Nick was one of the first characters developed. Like, she developed him. Uh, I think, it, I think it's, it was said it was Harry, Ron, then Nick. So it was, like, the third person. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there is... Um, this was supposed to be in this, the first... Okay, this was in the first draft of the of Chamber of Secrets, but it was cut because um, Joe's editor didn't like it. So this is called The Ballad of Nearly Headless Nick. So I think this might answer some questions. Okay. So it was a mistake any wizard could make, who was tired and caught on the hop. One pifling error, and then to my terror, I found myself facing the chop. Alas for the eve when I let when I met Lady Grieve, a strolling in the park in the dusk. She was of the belief I could straighten her teeth. Next moment she'd sprouted a tusk. I cried through the night that I'd soon put her right, but the process of justice was lax. They brought out the block 
though they mislaid the rock where they usually sharpened the axe. So they like neglected to sharpen it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, next morning at dawn, with a face most forlorn, the priest said to try not to cry. You can come just like that. No, you won't need a hat. And I knew that my end must be nigh. The man in the mask who would have the sad task of cleaving my neck, my head from my neck, said, Nick, if you please, will you get to your knees? And I turned to a gibbering wreck. This may sting a bit, said the cack-handed twit, as he swung the axe up in the air. But oh, the blunt blade, no difference it made. My head was still definitely there. The axeman he hacked and he whacked and he thwacked. Won't be too long, he assured me. But quick it was not. The bone and the, and the bone-headed clot took forty-five goes till he floored me. And so I was dead, but my faithful old, old head, it never saw fit to desert me. And still lingers on, that's the end of my song, and now please applaud or you'll hurt me. Wow. I love it. I wish that it was in the book. I hate her editor. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Um, and I meant to look this up, and I, I believe cack-handed just means he's left-handed. Because um, I was looking, I was thinking about that earlier. Oh, no, it just, yeah, yeah, clumsy or, clumsy and apt or left-handed, backhanded. That's going to be my new favorite way to refer to left-handed people. It's funny because when I was writing this or like copying it down, I was like, "Man, this is not gonna flow at all." Because I was reading it in my head, but then I was, yeah. I was reading, it, I was like, "Man, this really does. It flows a lot better than I thought it would." I should never underestimate Joe. That I. I I, I guess because she had developed him third. Yeah. That there is so much information on him. There is no information on the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. Like there's like a paragraph. I know. That's what I was saying. Uh, I and I think he's a very he's a very interesting character, and obviously you see more of him. I was yeah. in the book dealing with Harry, and Harry, the sweet guy that he is, that he. Um, you know, because he could have told Nick, man, I can't come to your death day party. You know, yeah. but he, he he didn't trick Harry into it, but he kind of guilted Harry into it a little yeah, bit. He I, don't, did. I don't think he meant to do that. I don't think he, I don't think Nick meant to guilt Harry, but the the way Harry is himself, he felt guilty. Yeah, and said, I I need to return the favor of him getting me out of Filch's office. You know, and that was a disgusting. Yeah, the rotten fish party. and all that. That's gross. I um, I literally wrote in my doc, read from the book, but my book is in the bedroom. Because <laughs> I have the baby, so yeah, I was I was gonna read some parts of that and forgot forgot the book. Oh. And she's just Promo. as comfortable as she can be. Yeah, yeah, she's knocked out. She's got a little belly full. She's just so cute. Okay, so I'm going to do... Um, I'm going to do the Fat Fryer. Go for it. So he is 
So he is the ghost of Hufflepuff House, and it's and I I find that I find this weird because it says Hufflepuff Hufflepuff House is haunted by the Fat Friar, but then it then in another part this is both on far more. In another part, it says the Fat Friar was a merry soul who loved the students of his house, Hufflepuff. So why I don't I, I assume that haunting it, it means a different yeah. I mean, when I think of haunting, you know, a ghost is haunting and you don't go near that place. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, but maybe in Joe's mind and in her in her lingo, that means something totally different because he's a ghost. He's haunting it. It's just something that it's just a verb that he does. Right. I mean, I guess because, like, you see those ghost stories all the time where, like, they're like, oh, it was a friendly ghost, but, like, they were haunting it anyway, you know? Okay. I think it just means, I think haunting is maybe just a word that's associated with a ghost. Yeah. So, um, he was very kind and a chair and had a charitable, charitable nature and even voted to give Peeves a second chance to attend the start of term feast. Forgive and forget, I say. See, he's a true Hufflepuff, because I don't yeah. like that shit. Right. That's so-and-so out of here. Um, he was executed because senior churchmen grew suspicious of his ability to cure the pox merely by poking peasants with a stick. Got the pox helping you. And his ill-advised habit of pulling rabbits out of the communion cup. I mean... He's such a... He's a jelly I mean, if you're gonna... You know, if you've got to be, if you have to, if you have to be a churchman, yep. you know, and it, you're in England, which England is stuck up enough as it is. Well, I think, I mean, I mean, church, I mean, church, okay. I mean, you have, you, the, I love British people. I really do. But you, you have to take it for what it is. They can be really, really have sticks up their butts. And... You go to church in England, it's not fun. A lot of times you go to church here, it's not fun either. But, I mean, he was trying to make it fun. And then, so, they executed him. He would have been everybody's favorite Sunday school teacher. I know, right? And it says that um, he still resents the fact that he was never made a cardinal. Um, when I was a little kid and I heard cardinal, I was like, how do they make them birds? <laughs> um... I don't, we were just talking about Kevin Costner, mm -hmm. and I don't like him. Robin Hood. Right. <laughs> and one thing that I like about, and I do like that movie, Robin Hood, I, I Alan Rickman is in it, and um, I don't know the guy's name is, who plays, um, what's the friar's name? Oh, uh, I don't know, it's been what, a long whatever time. The, whatever the friar's name, he reminds me of the fat friar. In that movie, because he was very jovial, he drunk beer all the time, and he was fat. Was he the one who said, "I'll stab you with a spoon"? No, Alan Rickman was the one that oh, he was the sheriff of Nottingham. He said, "I'll cut his heart out with a spoon." That's that's yeah, right. That's and the, and his cousin said, "Why a spoon?" And he was like, "Because it's dull and it will hurt yeah. more." But the fat friar when. Um, I was when I was first reading the books, um, and they were talking about the Fat Friar. I was like, "It's like that guy from that movie, Robin Hood, with Kevin Gosner, Michael McShane." 
Yeah. Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck. Yes. Yeah. He that character in that movie reminds me of the Fat Friar. And if you haven't seen it, then go run it. He's such a weird looking dude in the movie, though. Like, not, not, sorry, bringing it back to Potter. The Fat Friar is a weird looking dude in the movie. Yeah, because he's got that hair, he's got that ball haircut. Yeah. 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 And I think that's how they did it back then. Yeah. Because they were like, we don't really care. And they just put a ball on their head and then just cut around. Yeah. 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 Okay, you're up. Oh. That's right. I forgot. These were short. I'm all There's not a lot of stuff on them. I'll kick back with the baby. I'm like, I got some time. <clears throat> All right. So, <clears throat> I think we we set these up kind of perfectly because these last two connect. Yeah. So, I am talking about the gray lady, Helena Ravenclaw. Um, she was Ravenclaw's house ghost. Imagine that. Um, yeah. She's the daughter of Hogwarts founder Rowena Ravenclaw. She was born after 982, so that's why I said in the last episode, like, yeah. Rowena had to have been born, you know, way before that. Um, Helena is described as a tall witch with waist-length hair. Harry said that he supposed that she was beautiful, but had trouble seeing through the hot, the proud and haughty appearance. She carried herself in a serene manner, and she wore a floor-length cloak. So, it's so funny that Harry describes her as proud and haughty, because... She kind of was, but she had a right to be, because she was highly intellectual. She was a scholar, she was very literary, and she was a cultured woman. Um, she, it, it was, Joe said that the reason that Helena never found true love is because that nobody ever measured up to her intellectually, or so she thought. Um, she had a great relationship with the students in her house um, and she was good at helping them find things that they have lost or misplaced. Can I get her to haunt my house so that we can find all these lost pacifiers? Please. They're just gone. Um, I swear, like, every time like I go look for a pacifier, I'm like, they're gone. I had to open a new package today. Um, so, she had a thirst for importance and notoriety. So, she was envious of her mother because, I don't know if at that point there was a celebrities, but I think that Rowena, Helga, Godric, and uh, Salazar would have been celebrities. Pro- oh, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, so, she stole her mother's diadem to make herself clever, and she fled to Albania. So, soon after she did this, Rowena became deathly ill. Um... And it was a, a cool thing about uh, Rowena, maybe not cool, but she was very, um, very proud, so she never told anybody that uh, Helga stole her diadem. Nobody ever knew. Um, so she wanted to see her daughter one more time before she died, so she sent Helena's admirer after her. And he ended up stabbing her, and then he committed suicide because he felt bad for what he did. Um... So Helena was conned into helping Tom Riddle turn the diadem into a horcrux by telling him where to find it, um, and she regretted her part in helping because it tarnished her mother's memory. And uh, so I think I think she ended up regretting st- like stealing the diadem and, and the damage that caused to her mother. Um, she did sort of redeem herself, and she helped Harry to find the diadem so he could destroy it. And I think that's I think that's a reason why. 
why she helped him. Yeah. I don't think she, I don't think she would have helped him other than that that guilt. Yeah. From um, Tom. Yeah, and well, Tom and her mother. Yeah. Feeling guilty for what she did there. Yeah. Um. She's seen as timid, which I could see because like. She doesn't really have any. We don't really have any interaction with her, and um, Luna, I believe, said what was said about her. Like she was very, she's very shy, is what Luna says. And that is a movieism because Luna doesn't yes. know her in the book. He finds it's out true. from Flitwick. No, he finds out from Nick. Yeah, but he asks Flitwick. Oh, who? No, he asks Nick who the ghost is. Didn't he ask Flit? Oh no, because Flit, because he was like in living memory. Because Flitwick said in living memory, and yeah. so he was like, "Oh, I need to ask a ghost." Yes. you're right. Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we it, and then there are movieisms though. Um, we see her. I believe it's the first movie when the trio runs in and they're like, "We need to speak to Professor uh, Dumbledore." And we see a ghost sitting there taking notes. Yeah. That's the gray lady. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's also a scene, and I don't, I can't tell you what movie it's in because I couldn't, I couldn't pick it out. But Harry is in the common room, and there's a ghost in there. Is it the second one? It's, say, it's when he's okay. reading the diary. Yeah. And she's reading a book. Yes, she is reading a book. And yeah. he goes, um, excuse me. That's right. And she yep. closes the book and she gets up and she goes through yes. the walks through the table. Yeah. She went to find a quieter place to read. And I don't think, I don't think that's in the theatrical version. I think mm-hmm. it's in the extended version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, but yeah, we don't really see a lot of her in the book. Um, no, you don't. Yeah. I mean, you hear, hear about the great lady, but you don't really see anything until the very end, yeah. until the seventh book. Yeah, and she's she's a uh, very important. Yeah. that book yeah, yeah. Um, so JK had originally called her the whispering lady and oh I like it that was it I like the gray lady I like the gray, I like the gray lady. lady better because yeah. it has so many different layers when you talk about gray because you talk about well they look gray anyway and then gray can be cloudy and sad yes so I like, I like the gray lady a lot better and, and it's actually cool because I, I didn't put it in my notes, but there's um, a portion of the lexicon that says the gray lady is the only ghost who's gray. The rest of them are shimmery, pearl. Oh, okay. Um, she's also the only ghost that you see walk. Everybody else floats. She's walking when she's talking to Harry. Okay. Also... Remember at another place that we we see her. We see her in the first movie. Nick is talking to her, and said, "Have you heard Harry Potter's oh, new house the seeker? New house seeker. house seeker. Yeah, yes, okay. He's talking to That's the, not the, the, it's not the same actress though. You're right. It changed. Okay. Yes, it did right. change. Okay. I like the. I wish is the, it the same actress in the first and second movie? Yes, they didn't change actors until I believe towards the end of this year. I want to say like movie seven or. Six, seven, or eight. Okay. Because it was Kelly McDonald is who played plays the great lady. lady. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go look that up. And a, a weird 
on Potter related fact that is Potter related fact crap what's her name Moni Myrtle actor actress can't think of her name um yeah she and Kelly McDonald play siblings in another movie play sisters oh do they really oh okay interesting yep okay well that leads right into the bloody baron who's the Slytherin ghost and he had blank staring eyes a gaunt face and robes stained with silver blood he was horrible and had a dark history at Hogwarts he died by stabbing himself because first he stabbed Helena Ravenclaw after he was sent to go find her for uh, Rowena Ravenclaw and he killed her in a rage when she turned down his advances afterwards he was so consumed with guilt that he killed himself with the very same knife so here's my here here's my question that's all there is on the bloody baron which is sad because I mean, that could have been so much more there, in depth. right could have been so yeah somebody write us a fan well, fiction why oh my god <laughs> why why were there advances what i don't get it why? i mean why are there he was going to get her to bring her home to her mother. But it's written here, and I, in fact, in the book, she says he tried to... He was jealous of her freedom and something else. Right. She said, but yeah. he, it, it's never mentioned, um, hello, your mother's dying, how about we go back? Right. He was um, here, she turned down his advances, he was jealous of her freedom... And that she was out in the world, so he killed her. Yeah. I mean, that's... I, I'm i not buying it. Yeah. Something's wrong somewhere. And I I mean, she, this may have just been something quick that she wrote down and, you know, get, get a little bit of history on him. There needs to be more on the Baron. Did you look at the, the lexicon for that? Yes. Because that... Nothing. You didn't see the, cha- the part about the chains? Why he wears the chains? He's got chains? Yeah. Well, I didn't do my homework, apparently, people. (laughs) His name is Bloody, not Booby. (laughs) My daughter thinks she needs one. Yeah. Are you not pretty? You need a booby? She can have a bottle for right now. (laughs) Nothing's coming up. Let me see if I can find it. Because I remember reading something about him having chains. There it goes, the Bloody Baron. It. Hold on. The Bloody Baron. Also, to add on to Robin's earlier PSA, if you're having a baby, you can got those pregnancy cravings, they don't go away. You keep them. I would, like, love some Fungians it right now. Say, I found it. It doesn't say anything about no chains. Where was it that I saw that? I'm going to find it. Ooh. We missed a whole... I missed a whole article. Well, actually, you probably did too. What's the article? It is Pottermore, How the Slytherin and Ravenclaw Ghosts Came to Haunt Hogwarts. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, I did too. Um, How long is it? I like his skills. Making others fear and avoid him without effort and controlling thieves. Amen, bud. Here we go. 
So the Bloody Baron was the ghost of Slytherin House and was famous for cluttering of chains and rages in the Astronomy Tower. No doubt, still tortured by his actions all those years ago, the Grey Ladies, the Grey Lady Ravenclaw's house ghost would often be seen drifting around the castle serenely. But yeah, his picture, it shows him in chains. And there was something I read... Maybe the chains are like from like Dickens, where you make your own chains in life. Yes, maybe. yes, yes, yes. Because I was literally just about to say, I remember reading something that said the reason he had changed was because he was drugged down by what he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, if, I mean, I'm going to read through this um, in probably uh, later on this evening, but if you get the chance, go and look up um, on Pottermore the, um, it's, <coughs> it's the terrible tale behind the Bloody Baron's bloodiness. <coughs> and my daughter thinks she's had a terrible tale right now. I totally missed that. Now. I'm sorry. No, I, I did too. It was, yeah. We both missed that. It's okay, though. Might be time to end. Yeah. I got a little squeaker. She's not very happy. Let me see if I can give her a bottle real quick. Okay. Excuse the grumpiness. It was my child. She's happy now. Okay, so while you're feeding the kid... Um, on this date in history, which we're in 1190 BC, um, the witch Circe encounters Odysseus on her island of. No, don't ask me that. Aia? <laughs> I guess. Aia? Best guess. Um, she transforms half his men into pigs, but according to the legend, changes them back when Odysseus promises to give her his love. He stays on Aea for a year. The legend of Odysseus, from which the tale of Circe is taken, tells of the hero's journey home after the end of the Trojan War. Troy, Troy fell around 1200 BC, and Odysseus traveled for 10 years after. So we place the tale of Circe at around 1190 BC. Now here's, this has nothing to do with Harry Potter. It's gonna take what? you 10 years to get home. Really? <laughs> you are that bad of a, um, a navigator. Navigator, seaman. Yeah. That's what I was looking for, seaman. And Circe, hmm. interesting. All you, uh, uh, Game of Thrones uh, <laughs> fans. I would assume that's where they got her name from, Cersei, the witch Cersei. And and the reason, because I, I debated on whether I was going to use that one or not, was because um, it didn't seem like it was connected in any way, shape, or form. And I don't really think it is. However, I wanted to include it because Joe pulls from Greek mythology yeah. so often. And that's another thing I want to do, and it might take us like three episodes. We just need to spread them out. We just need to like find places where she pulls from Greek mythology. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, and, um, definitely. Speaking of Greek mythology. Well, I mean, we have the three-headed dog. Yes. Which, by the way, I love the fact that he bought, he bought Fluffy off of a Greek feller in the book, but he it's bought him Irish. off of an Irishman yeah. in the movie. Didn't he call him the Greek chappy in the book? 
might have called him a Greek chap. Yeah, a Greek chap and an Irishman, Irish feller um, in the movie. Was, no, I think he called him a Greek feller. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember exactly. I but. think it was feller in the movie, Irish feller and Greek chappy. Okay. Okay. Um, speaking of, of Greek mythology, and because Troy was mentioned there, if you like the story of Troy, um, Netflix has a, a series out. It's called Troy. Uh, and it's so much better than that Brad Pitt crap that was put out early. I was totally lost. You were? I started watching it. I, I, loved I got lost. Did you really? I, I got it. lost in it. Yeah. I may go back and rewatch it. Sometimes I have to give stuff. Sometimes I have to be in the mood. <laughs> and I may have to, you know, I have to leave and then go back. History is my, my passion besides Harry Potter. And I mean, um, I loved it. I loved it. 100%. Ooh! This is my little pig baby. She likes to wolf down her bottle and then choke on it. Yeah, we, we're working well, on What's she that. learning? She learning, Mama. I know. Okay, so <laughs> she's dealing with the child. So be sure to join our Facebook page, Rid- Ridiculous Podcast. We also, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ridiculous Pod. Um, you can follow Samantha on Instagram at... Samantha Goddard Goddard 03. (laughs) Follow me on Instagram at rkbricky. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Um, Join us next week as we discuss the Potter family, and it is freaking interesting. I can't wait. I was really, really interested. I mean, when I was reading up on it, which I'm going to go back and reread, it was was really cool. It was really interesting. And I'll just give a little bit of a spoiler. Initially, when I first started reading the books, I was like, where are his grandparents? Yeah. I mean, why is he living with his aunt? Where Where are his mother's grandparents, and where are his father's grandparents? Yep. And in this information of the Potter family, I was like, oh, that's what happened to his dad's parents. It's so but bad. they still don't, they still don't, she still doesn't talk about um, Lily's father guy. Yeah. So I was still, I'm still kind of, I'd like to find that out, but it, we do find out what happened to James's parents. Yeah. And because we were supposed to record that today, but the reason I, I wanted to wait because I am a genealogist. And so I really wanted to sit down and dig through it and kind of get an idea of who comes in where. Well, that'd be good. Yeah. 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 Um, also, be sure to go and check out Swish and Flick podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for listening, and we hope you come back for more Potter. We do not need magic to transform the world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. J.K. Wolf. Bye, everybody.